It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio, where today the Houston Astros play the second game of a three-game series against the Cleveland Indians. Astros took the series opener yesterday, winning 2-0. Justin Verlander struck out 13 over seven shutout innings to get the victory. Jose Altuve, three hits, including a double score to run as the Astros have won three in a row in 10 of their last 12. Indians have dropped their last two. Astros 69-39, and first in the AL West, eight games ahead of Oakland. Indians 62 and 44, three games behind the Twins in the AL Central in second place. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Jose Urquidy gets the ball for the Astros today, making his fifth big league start. His first two starts struggled a bit, struggled to get deep in the games. Last two starts, however, have been really good. He has been. He's been very creative. He's used his changeup quite a bit, and, and he has a good feel of what the hitters are trying to do, and he, he can exploit that. He's got a little deception in the delivery, kind of a short-arm delivery, which I think makes his fastball play up a little higher. Uh, so hopefully he can stay on a roll like he has been. Meanwhile, Zach Plezak getting the ball for the Cleveland Indians, a rookie. You may not have heard of him before. You may have heard of his uncle, Dan Plesak, who pitched in the big leagues for a long time. But Indians are really excited about him. Yeah, he looks really mature out there, and he's got great secondary stuff. I mean, he can throw the slider. He can throw the curveball. The changeup is really good, too. And he's had a fantastic month of July, which gives them a, a feeling of you know trading Trevor Bauer. We've got guys that can step in there. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, July 31st is always a big day around Major League Baseball. We do know that Martin Maldonado, who the Astros reacquired, getting him from the Cubs, he's expected to join the team during the game. But regardless, it's it's a time of year when there's a, a lot of activity. And fortunately for the Astros, they're on the right side of it. They're buyers rather than sellers. No, they're buyers big time, and we're really excited with what it sounds like the Astros are going to be able to pull off here at the trade deadline. Maybe the most aggressive team uh, trying to go for it to win that World Series for the second time in three years. It's exciting. Uh, you bring a, a catcher in like Maldonado, who has a familiarity with a lot of these pitchers, makes things much more seamless. And I'm sure we'll be talking more and more about the trade deadline and all the moves as the night progresses. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager Show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros reliever Joe Smith. He's been traded twice on the trade deadline day, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. 
Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Talking with A.J. Hinch before the second game of this series with the Cleveland Indians. And the trade deadline is coming past now, and you guys have made some acquisitions, and uh, you've gotten a lot of guys. So it starts with Maldonado, which for obvious reasons, it seems like he's a, he's a good fit for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, well, we're familiar with him, and he's familiar with us and some of our some of our pitching. So it's, it, you know, it's a, you know being reunited with him. We considered him a weapon last year when we acquired him. He's, he's a weapon this year as well. We feel like he's going to balance out. Um, our, you know, our catching tandem, and it'll be a timeshare with he and Chirinos is one of the one of the best tandems going. So, his defense speaks for itself. His arm, the way he deters different aspects of the game, like the running game, is one thing, but it's also leads. It's also back picks. Mm-hmm. It's also working closely with, you know, with our pitchers and our game plan. I love that he's familiar with our system and and uh, should be a seamless transition. Hey, you guys called up uh, Brian Abreu from AA today. You saw him in spring training because Ryan Presley is going on the IL. Uh, what can you tell us about the severity with Presley? You feel it's just like you just got to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, I, yes, I think it's I think it's mild. I think I'm I I think we all grew a little bit leery of going day by day and yeah. just waiting. I mean, we you know every day coming and playing catch and was he available or not? We we just took that out of the equation for the for the time being and get him some full rest. We could backdate it three days. He, he's eligible to come back, uh, but I believe it's the Rocky series. I'm not going to play doctor or or see. I have no idea when right. it comes back, but I I think that's the best move. Our organization think that's the best move, and ultimately Press does as well. So we'll we'll see where the rest takes him. And you bring up a right-handed reliever, Brian Abreu, for for his first shot at <clears throat> a major leaguer. You had him in spring training. Tell me first of all about the stuff, what impressed you, and then about him as a person because he's pretty impressive. Yeah, he? he's, a, he's a good kid, and, and, and he's really talented. He can spin the ball. He throws the ball really hard. He, he's his, his development has always been about command and being able to stay inside the strike zone and use his best stuff. He's got swing and miss stuff. Fastball's good. Breaking ball's good. Um, this will be his first test. I don't know how long he'll be here now with the flurry of moves. He's got to think his first day in the big leagues is the most chaotic day of all time, <laughs> given the, the trade deadline and all that stuff. But um, him being on the 40-man and him being being able to come up at the time when we thought that Press was he was going on the IL, um, he's got really plus stuff across the board. Jose Urquidy makes the start <clears throat> for you today. His last two starts have been phenomenal uh, against good teams, too. So what have you liked about it? Is it just the changeup? No, I think I like all of his pitches. I think his creativity is his biggest strength. He, he will throw any pitch at any time, and it's got he's got pretty good stuff across the board as well. So I so look like I he think, has some deception. Yeah, I mean, he's got a little short arm. He's, yeah. He steps across his body. He's he's a little guy, so he doesn't he doesn't have the angle that people expect, and the ball rides a little bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he just he, he has some pitchability. And I think when um, he can pitch to a game plan today, should match up well with him with the change-ups and the, and the fastballs in certain areas. And um, we expect another good outing. Last thing, you guys have not seen Zach Plasek yet. What's the scouting report? He's a good young arm. You know, he, he's a good pitcher. He's got some, some, uh, um, some advanced kind of mature attributes to him. He can move the ball around. He's got pretty good pitches. He's, he's athletic, and, and, and he will pitch to how the Indians usually pitch, which is, you know, pretty wipeout secondary stuff. He'll, yeah. he'll throw his fastballs into the safe zones. Um, you know, I think they expect him to, to get him 
midway to deeper into the game and give himself a chance to win. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. You got it. Back with more Astro Lunch right after this. There is no better place to spend a Friday night than at Minute Maid Park. That's when we pop the top and light up the sky. So put on your orange and head downtown. Come early, stay late, because Friday nights in Houston are always big and bright. Enjoy Friday Night Fireworks, presented by ConocoPhillips. Take it back to a different decade or theme every Friday night home game. Get your tickets today by visiting astros.com slash Friday night. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros reliever Joe Smith. And it's trade deadline day today. And uh, fans and media all are obviously watching with anticipation throughout the afternoon to see if any deals are going to be made uh, before the, the deadline passes. But players kind of do the same thing too, right? Yeah, yeah. It depends on what boat you're in, I guess, right? <laughs> I've been traded twice at the deadline and probably five minutes before it, and it's crazy. I mean, you got to pick up and move everything your whole life and, you know, spanning like 24 hours you're on a different team, different league, different stuff. It's, uh, it's nuts um, from that standpoint if you're the guy getting traded but then you know on on teams like you're losing one of your guys you've been around with every day you know spring training and it can be a sad day too because guys you just don't want to see go that um you know might have to you know that they deem it better for our team and you know certain aspects and stuff so it's a it's kind of a crazy day with a lot of emotion and you try not to talk about it around Mm -hmm. because when you start talking about adding pieces you're also talking about probably somebody from your team going right and if you're the guy that thinks you're gonna go or your name's swirling around it just uh it's just not fun hearing that and so it's it's a really weird time and uh i kind of interested to see how it goes with you know the new rules as far as no no waiver trade deadline now and right player wise you'll be a little more ease like if i don't get traded today i'm here you know right which will be good but uh now you were traded back-to-back years on the deadline 2016 and, and 17 both those years did you have a pretty good idea that you might be traded was it something that did anybody with the organization say anything to you beforehand yeah fortunately they did give me a heads up and anaheim you know we signed out i signed out there and uh thought we had a chance to do some special things with the teams that we had and in yeah. 2016 it just you know it didn't really come together and i mean as a reliever you know you're getting if you get fortunate enough to play this game for a long time they told me that i right, get ready you're gonna play for a bunch of teams and i was like really all right but getting c- traded to the cubs and it was weird walking into a new clubhouse national league where I hadn't been in probably eight years and yeah. the second time when I got traded from Toronto fortunately I was able to get pretty good communication I, Angels communicated with me great too you know they were able to communicate pretty well and then I was able to come back to Cleveland so when I came back I mean I think I had played with 14 of their guys already so right. when I walked in the clubhouse I, I knew everybody knew where to go knew the kind of feel of the group in there so that that was an easy one but when you go to a new team in, in the middle of the season especially if you've been on one team your whole career it's yeah. uh it's an eye-opening experience and there's a lot of st- and sometimes it's really hard just to get settled and locked in on, on playing the game so 2016 as you mentioned you got traded from the angels to the cubs and that year the cubs they were the best team in baseball yeah. and you know wound up winning the world series so you, you were able to get a, a ring out of that but uh that what was the feeling when you found out you were going there and that was a team that was a team to beat that year a lot of different feelings yeah. i guess um one it's always nice to get traded to a team that's in it and has a chance to win but it also stinks at the same time when you're leaving a group that you know you set out and tried to accomplish some things with you know we had a really good team 
team in 14 and we were right there in 15 and 16 it just didn't go our way but it's hard to leave those guys that you come in and, and you see the work they put in the grind and then you know you go somewhere else that uh, obviously has a chance to win and when you get there you're excited and you want to do well and doesn't always work out that way you know when I got traded to the Cubs that was a bumpy bumpy road you know you just put all the effort in I could sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't so how did you find out when you got traded at the deadline in 16 and in 17 any any crazy stories yeah of course <laughs> 2016 we were I think we were at Albert's golf tournament my phone just stopped working like mm-hmm. I could see the I could see the, the who's calling I could see the text messages, but I couldn't unlock it. My screen was done. They're calling my wife, trying to find me, get a hold of me. I got to go to the AT&T store and get a new phone. It was so many phone calls and texts that I missed, and everybody thought I was screening them. They're wearing me out. I'm like, man, I can't even open my phone. That was crazy. 2017, I got traded right at the deadline, like, five minutes prior so there was a lot of talk about me getting traded and I had my agent call me tell me I was going someplace and I I wanted to come back to Cleveland I really was hoping that was in the cards because and fortunately it worked out but man just uh, waiting for those hours to wind down and and see if it was gonna work or where you would end up it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't a fun final couple hours you know but it's part of this game man Joe Smith glad you're here with the Astros thanks for joining Thanks, Robert. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. It's Hall of Fame Weekend, presented by Houston Methodist. Friday, August 2nd, all fans will receive a replica Nolan Ryan rainbow shoulder jersey. Saturday, the inaugural Astros Hall of Fame class will be inducted, and 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame plaque monument. Get here early Sunday for an alumni home run derby. 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame jacket statue. Celebrate history during Hall of Fame Weekend, presented by Houston Methodist. For tickets, visit astros.com slash hall of fame. By the time Nolan Ryan put on a Houston uniform, he was already a legend. A well-kept secret at Alvin High School, Ryan was a low draft choice of the New York Mets, who was part of their World Series championship in 1969. In fact, he got a save in that World Series against Baltimore. Nolan really blossomed when he was traded to the California Angels for Jim Fragosi. He moved into a four-man rotation, and his military commitment ended. Piling up the innings and the learning curve, Ryan won 138 games in eight years with the Halos, with five 300-strikeout seasons and four no-hitters. Joining Houston as a free agent in 1980, Ryan continued his 27-year career run with more memorable seasons, but had consistently low run support. He marched on toward the top spot on the all-time strikeout list nonetheless. July 4, 1980 was the day he dropped a firecracker on Cesar Geronimo of Cincinnati for a milestone described by Dwayne Stetz. Ninth runner at first, nobody out. The stretch and the 1-2 to Geronimo. He struck him out, and that's number 3,000 for Nolan Ryan. The third strikeout tonight, and Ryan has joined Walter Johnson, Gaylord Perry, and Bob Gibson in the 3,000 career strikeout mark. Coincidentally, Geronimo was Bob Gibson's 3,000th strikeout. Five years later, July 18, 1985, Larry Durker was at the mic for number 4,000 with Danny Heap at the plate. It was December 10, 1982. A straight-up field. Danny Heap for Mike Scott. Danny Heap played with Nolan Ryan. He was a teammate of Nolan Ryan. And he is going to try not to strike out here. Shooting off the scoreboard. Something over. 
ordinarily saved for home runs, but why not? Nolan Ryan, the all-time Major League strikeout leader, has now got 4,000 strikeouts. And he tips his hat to the crowd. They're going wild. Ryan beat Durker when both were 21 for Nolan's first Major League victory in 1968 in the Astrodome, where Nolan admired the work of Sandy Koufax as a teenager. In between those two, no-hitter number five of his record seven was September 26, 1981, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, with Gene Elston describing the final out. Reggie Smith, the pinch batter, opening striking out on three pitches. Here's the 1-1 one, one pitch, and Landro takes it inside, ball two, two and one. All four of Ryan's no-hitters have been in the American League. Ryan Landro steps out for a moment, two balls and one strike. Astros are leading this game here by a score of five to nothing. The pitch to Landro, low, ball three, three and one. the mound gets all set to work again now three balls in one strike here's the wind up and the next pitch on the way to Landro bouncing ball to Walling Walling will take it across two outs Ryan needs one more and Dusty Baker is the batter two outs nobody on top of the ninth just on the verge here of the fifth no-hitter of his career. Ian Koufax, Sandy Koufax with four. And Baker, the third leading hitter in the league, batting at 319. Right-handed batter. Outfield deep and around the left side. And the pitch on the way to Baker. High inside fastball, ball one, one and oh. Ryan has retired 18 batters in a row for the second time this year. Earlier this month, he did it against Montreal. Ended up with a two-hitter in that one. Gave up his first hit in the seventh. He has not given up a hit this afternoon with two outs in the ninth. One and oh pitch to Baker. Little check on that one. Whether he touched that one or checked on it. Scoreboard says ball two, two and oh. Two balls, no strike. They're getting the appeal on that one, but it stays at two balls and no strike. Ryan pitched his first no-hitter of his major league career on May 15, 1973, against Kansas City. He had 12 strikeouts in that one. That same year, July 15th, 17 strikeouts, no-hitter against Detroit. In the next year, 1974, he no-hitted the Minnesota Twins with 15 strikeouts. And then in 1975, no hitter number four against the Baltimore Orioles. Trying to get another one today. And he has Baker standing in his way. Two balls and no strikes to Baker. And a ground ball to third. He has got it, Art Howe. He got it. Nolan Ryan. No hitter number five. The first man ever.
five career no-hitters. And in watching Nolan work, you knew that eventually it was going to come. It has come here at the Astrodome today as the Astros beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5 to nothing. The 1987 season was a strange one. Ryan was 8-16 and 16 despite leading the league in ERA at 2.76 and strikeouts with 270. He was the first pitcher to lead a league in both those categories and not win the Cy Young Award. He wound up with 324 wins, notching his seventh no-hitter for the Texas Rangers and pitching until age 46. The Ryan Express was 106-94 for Houston with a 3.13 earned run average. Nolan Ryan is a member of the 2019 Astros Hall of Fame inaugural class presented by Houston Methodist. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.